Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus said to the crowds, This is how it is with the kingdom of God. It is as if a man were to scatter seed on the land, would sleep and rise night and day, and through it all the seed would sprout and grow, and he knows not how. On its own accord, the land yields fruit. First the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear, and when the grain is ripe, he wheels the sickle at once, for the harvest has come. He said, to what shall we compare the kingdom of God, or what parable can we use for it? It is like a mustard seed, that when it is sown in the ground, it is the smallest of all the seeds of the earth. But once it is sown, it springs up and becomes the largest of plants and puts forth large branches so that the birds of the sky can dwell in its shade. With many such parables, he spoke the word to them as they were able to understand it. Without parables, he did not speak to them. But to his own disciples, he explained everything in private. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that grows into the largest of trees. So what is a mustard tree? A mustard tree is a weed, as thick dense branches. If you bought a house and there was a mustard tree in the front yard, you'd probably rip it up and put a hydrangea in its place. (laughs) They are... So the question then becomes, why is Jesus comparing the kingdom of God to a weed? Can he come up with something a little bit better? Maybe something a little more majestic, like the cedars of Lebanon, or maybe the California redwoods. And the reason why is because even weeds in the kingdom of heaven have great potential. Think of the sparrow being chased by an eagle. Just before it becomes lunch, it sees the mustard tree and just dives into its thick, dense branches. And the eagle says, I'm not going in there. I'm not going to impale myself. What about a rabbit? Rabbit has no protection. It has no wings. It doesn't have claws. It can't climb trees. It has mustard trees. And so, even in the kingdom of heaven, weeds have potential for greatness. So there's Moses, and he's, he's a shepherd in Midian. And the reason why he's in Midian is because he's a coward. He ran away out of Egypt because he's a slave there, and he also murdered an Egyptian. So you can picture God going through his file, trying to find a qualified person for a new job opening that he has. And in this new job opening, the person has to go into Egypt, free a nation, and then face the most vulnerable, most horrible, powerful army that ever marched without a weapon. And he picks Moses, the coward. Doesn't he have somebody else better than that? Why Moses? Because in the kingdom of God, Moses has great potential to do wonderful things. 
So there's Peter, and he's in his boat, and the boat is sinking because he caught so many fish. It's a really good day. And so he stands before the Lord, and he says, Depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. Now, I have no doubt that he's telling the truth. He's a sailor, and he's a businessman. And why not? Why doesn't Jesus take his advice, and why doesn't he go down to the local synagogue and find some humble servant that has been doing the will of God his whole life? The reason why he picks Peter is because... In the kingdom of God, Peter can do great things. And then, the, of course, we have the, the dishonest steward. He's caught stealing, and at the end of the story, he is the model of all Christians. <laughs> How did that happen? Well, he went out and took his master's money and uh, helped reduce debt. Now, why is that an important thing, to help people reduce their debt? In the ancient world, they don't care. They'll take your wife and kids and throw them, in, and they'll sell them into slavery, and they'll throw you into prison. They just don't care. There's no better way to help somebody out than to help reduce debt. It becomes a model. My officer used to have a shredder, but I don't have it anymore because uh, now everything's paperless, so you just use the delete button. So anytime you don't like something, you just, you, you just delete. And we use, it, we use the delete button so often now that we, we tend to, it works with people too. You can, if somebody's too flawed, somebody you don't need them in their life anymore, you just delete them out. <laughs> and then we start to think that that's what God does. That God just, just, just doesn't, doesn't find us useful anymore and he discards us. Well, that's what this parable is about. That's why God, Jesus used this parable. That Jesus doesn't, throw, doesn't cut down weeds. <laughs> They're useful. They help animals. I was in my office and I had a program and there's nothing more stressful than trying to figure out a new program that doesn't work. So one of my conferees walked by and he says, oh, what are you doing? So I explained to him and he came in and then he just fixed it. He fixed the program and it worked great and then he, then he walked out and, and that's why everybody likes this guy. Because he'll stop whatever he's doing, no matter what it is, and he'll help you and he'll stay with you until, until everything is fine. And, we, and people love him for that. But then the same people, they get mad at him when he's late for a meeting. Well, you can't have it both ways. Here's the fact. We, we are all flawed. In some way, we are all flawed. And that makes us vulnerable to getting deleted by other people. But not in the kingdom of heaven. God doesn't see the flaws. He sees potential to do great things.